The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show. You're on with me, your host, Linda Gross. I'm so happy to have you here. Today, we're going to be talking about double standards. What's good for her that's not good for you? Why are there two sets of rules, one for her, one for her, for, for you? And oftentimes, they're completely in opposite directions. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, I want to thank um, my listeners, Brett and Charlie, for suggesting this topic. Uh, we got a lot of traffic, a lot of comments on my Facebook fan page uh, on this topic. They wanted to have it done. So hopefully you guys will be calling in with your comments so we can all participate in the show. Um, if you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about The Art of Love, Part 2. We were on with my guest, guest uh, Eric Bagniars, and we were talking about, since so many people are not in love when they marry, what makes my guest so different? So if you happen to have missed that show, or any show, you can uh, go to the TuneIn app, just Google TuneIn forward slash Linda Gross, and you can pull up this show and any of my archived shows and have a listen. You can also subscribe, and that way uh, you won't miss a beat. All right, so let's dive into today's topic. What does double standard mean? The dictionary describes it as the habit of treating one group differently than another when both groups should be treated the same way. Or in common vernacular, it's, it means that when a situation is desirable for one group, meaning women, but deplorable for another group, meaning men. Typically, it's used as an excuse to support feminists, but completely ignoring the terrible double standard that it creates by favoring them. So we're going to dive into some of these topics. So um, one of my listeners, Charlie, uh, suggested this topic, and he offered a few uh, suggestions on what I should be talking about and interacting with, and we'll just we'll just dive through them. Oh, by the way, if you would like to chime in on this topic, this is a participation topic, so I would love for you to call in. You can do so in two ways. Our call-in number is 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. You can also 
dial in uh, using your Skype a Skype call, and my Skype handle is Linda Gross1490. That's Linda Gross1490. Okay, so I hope you will uh, participate with us. All right, let's see what's going on here. Okay, so um, one of the first ones that Charlie uh, brought forward was the woman punches you. Maybe it's in the face. Maybe it's elsewhere. You push her off of you. Um, if it gets really ugly, you know, the police show up. But guess who gets to go to jail? The man goes to jail, of course. So there is just an assumption, if there's a physical altercation, that it's always the man who is initiating this physical altercation. We know that's not true. We know a lot of women do beat up on their men, and sometimes they don't beat up on the man at all, and they just lie to the police and say that there was an altercation. So either way, it, it is a double standard, and it's one that's, you know, not easily won by a man. I don't know what a man is supposed to do. What are you supposed to do, like carry your, you know, um, a cell phone your, and have your camera on at, at all times, or maybe you need to have security cameras in your in your house so, you know, that way you can dispute something like this happening. It's really gotten to be a very ugly level on how how a guy can defend himself with something like this. Okay, um, here's another one. Um, a woman can compliment a strange man and basically say anything that she wants, but when a guy does so, he's a pervert and obviously trying to have sex with the other woman. <laughs> well, I mean, it is human nature for a guy's eyes to roam because, you know, they're, they're physical creatures, uh, they're visual creatures, I should say, and they like seeing uh, nice-looking women and what have you. Um, but to go overboard to say that just because his eyes are roving that he wants to have sex with this other woman, that's not necessarily uh, true. He's just, you know, looking at the candy shop, looking at the candy in the candy shop, so to speak. Doesn't mean he wants to go in and make the purchase. All right. Um, another one is a woman can tell you how much it turns her off if you show emotions while simultaneously doing the same, meaning that it's okay for her to get all emo, but when the guy gets emo, she just can't handle it. She's, especially if the relationship is brand new. In fact, in my book, I tell guys to not cry and to not get emo for at least 90 days. Um, no matter which way you cut it, it's just not going to go well. And even though she might be egging you on, even though she might be saying, oh, I like a sensitive guy, this is so far from true, you can't even believe. I mean, the minute she gets up to go to the bathroom with the girls, she is completely talking behind your back and backstabbing you. So I would say don't do it in the beginning. So why is the 90 days important? Because it takes 90 days for her to know whether you have a confidence factor or not. That is more important than anything else that you do, is to show that you have confidence. After you've won that trust and she is sure that you have the confidence gene, then you can slowly but surely start bringing uh, the sensitive card uh, into play. But don't do it before then. It's just, it's just not going to go well. All right. Um, another thing, women just don't understand how much it 
and unnerves a guy when a woman cries. A lot of guys told me when I was uh, writing my book, when I was doing the interviews on my book, they were saying <clears throat> that um, you know they that they that men think that women use crying as a tool, especially when it's unwarranted. In other words, if they can't get their way because they don't have strong communication skills, then some women will resort to crying to get their needs met. So, um, you know, it is a tactic. It is a ploy. And, you know, you might be manipulated. So watch out for that to see when the crying is legit and when the crying is not legit. All right, so <clears throat> when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about um, do, do women use the word friend too loosely when really the word friend means something else to her? We're going to talk about that after the break. Call me, 951-922-3532. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Do you have a business or are you thinking about starting one? Do you have contracts, leases, and other documents that need legal review to ensure you are protected? If so, contact the law offices of Michael W. Brown for assistance. With over 20 years experience advising clients on business matters, they provide practical legal advice to help you succeed. Their goal is to give the right answer for you, not just the legal answer. Initial consultations are always free. Visit mwb-law.net or call 949 949- 636-8128 That's the law offices of Michael W. Brown 949-636-8128 Hey guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk.
All right. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. That is me. Let's talk about the word friend. Um, You know, women say, can't I just have some friends? And they have all these friends on their social, quote unquote, friends, social media. They have all these male friends on their contact list in their phone. And isn't that okay? Um, it's not okay. As a guy, you should not put up with it. It's not okay. Um, I think uh, I, I agree with Charlie in that I think that um, women use that word a little too gratuitously, and it's basically a way to keep in contact with maybe an ex-boyfriend or an ex-booty call or whoever he is, or maybe he's a potential future person if you don't work out. You know, she's collecting names in the event that you don't work out. She's got some go-to people to go to. Um, You know, and it is a double standard because she would never let you have, you know, 400 women's names in your contact list or on your social media. So why is it okay for her? So um, I keep my eye on this one. I know that women, like, really object on this one. And the reason why is if... If men have women hanging, hanger honors, it usually does mean that the guy wants sex with that person. Now, women can have, quote unquote, friends and not be sexually attracted to that person. But, you know, it is a double standard. Unfortunately, she might not want the sex from her end with this random guy. But guess what? He's not going to spend all his time and energy on her without the prospect of getting sex back from her. So in that sense, it's a dangerous situation or she's just planning her exit strategy when you're not there anymore. So either way, not a good deal, not not a good deal to have. Okay. Let's go on to the next one. Um, Charlie writes, you know, if a girl hooks up with, with another girl and let's say uh, your girl is straight um, and she, she seems to think there's no problem with that. You know, it was just a hookup. Whereas if a guy hooks up, you know, with a same-sex uh, relationship, then automatically he's deemed that he's gay forever. So that one, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a two-way street on that one as well. So something to uh, look out for. Um, <clears throat> okay. So let's say um, if a woman turns down a man for sex, the man is supposed to be understanding and not take it personally. But if a man turns down a woman for sex, is because and and let's say it's because he's not turned on for uh, by her, meaning that the woman is maybe overweight or she's gross or she has some sort of attribute that just is a turnoff to him. Then if he says that he doesn't want to if he's if he says he doesn't want to have sex with that that woman then he must be cheating so for a girl it's okay you know no one's supposed to take it personally when she says that comment but when a guy says it then he must be cheating okay a female friend will take complete advantage of her male counterpart just by being a gentleman when it comes to picking up the tab but will be quick to say, she will be quick to say, you're not dating. So from a guy's point of view, he's, he's thinking, 
what are you talking about? What entitled you to all the free stuff, like free dinners or, you know, tickets or where, whatever guys, what, wherever the guy spent the money on her? Um, it's just kind of a double standard that she just thinks that it's okay that you're whining and dining her, and it doesn't really mean anything, doesn't mean that you're dating, and that you should just do it just because. So, yes, that's a double standard to look out for. All right, let's see what else we have here. Okay. I From my reader, uh, Joe, he says that uh, the, his double standard is a woman um, says anything she wants to a man, yet they expect the man to be courteous and polite at all times. So she can be, you know, wretched and what have you, and that's totally okay. But when the guy, you know, gets out of line and is discourteous, oh, my gosh, that's the end of the world. I agree with you on that one, Joe. Um, Joe also writes us, uh, he just recently got out of the hospital and the doctor's advice was the doctor told him to take it easy, take your medication, take it slow. And without thinking, this other lady who is a friend blurts out, you need to walk, you need to exercise, you know, you need to like get up and out. And, and Joe seemed to think that that was a little insensitive of her when he already got his marching orders from the doctors. So who are you to talk? So I agree with you, Joe, on that. Okay. Um, Charlie says that the, you know, that we go through this whole gauntlet with women, but Charlie tries to be polite. And as a rule, um, he doesn't let women talk to him unless a friend introduces the two of them. So, hmm, that's that's kind of a good idea, I guess, because I guess if you let um, a third party introduce you, then there's some sort of accountability. So I think that's why Charlie is doing that. So um, anyway, he's saying that he does it because he would like to escape judgments um, by some of those ladies. All right. Um, my uh, listener, my avid listener, uh, Ernie writes, and in fact, this was the subject of my very, very first show back in June of last year. He says, uh, I'll tell you what subject would really piss me off, the good old bait and switch routine. You meet a woman and she's really nice to you and then she's sweet. And then after you marry her, the tables turn and it's like, who in the world is this person? So in Ernie's case, his wife was treating him more like a son and she was treating her son more like a husband. So Ernie says that in his book, that doesn't work. I agree, Ernie. That was a horrible story. You guys should listen to the whole story. Um, go back to June of 2015, very first show, and you can uh, hear all about that. Okay. Let's see where we're at here. All right. Let's see what else we have. Um, a father or relative or neighbor sexually or physically assaults his daughter at a young age. She grows up to fear men and strives to stay away from them. Somehow in society, that is deemed acceptable. A female teacher uh, sexually or physically assaults her student at a young age and people seem to like look the other way. I mean, I know it's been uh, recent in the news 
um, with regard to these teachers who are assaulting uh, the, their uh, children, I, I'm sorry, their students, but um, it seems like it's a double standard with regard to sentencing and how the court system and society views uh, these teachers. I mean, they should be equally punished. I mean, whatever uh, the punishment that they give to uh, a male assailant should be the same as a female ass assailant. The person is underage. You're taking advantage of their age. You're taking advantage because it's a you're in a prominent position in that child's life, meaning their teacher, and they look up to you. So, you know, it should go down that way. I, we'll see how long it, how many years it will take for the court system to catch up where the sentencing is the same. All right, next, um, a group of girls sees a male walking through a mall and they, or, you know, in a public place, and they think he's attractive and make comments about his rear end or his abs or his private parts, and they start giggling loudly. Um, this, for some reason, this behavior is deemed acceptable in society. Let's go to the flip side. A group of boys sees a female walking through a, a public place and the guy thinks that she is attractive and starts making comments about her rear end, her abs, or her breasts all, all the while while laughing. And uh, the guy would be deemed and labeled as a pig. You're acting inappropriately and you're treating a girl like an object. So, very much so, it is a double standard on that one. All right, where are you guys? I want you to hop in, call me at 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. You can also hit me up on the Skype phone call, and that number, uh, that my handle is Linda Gross 1490, Linda Gross 1490. Hope to see you right after the break. We're going to talk about, um, is it a man's job to uh, put a roof over her head and support his family? You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world. And you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head on over to Henson Brewing Company. Burbank's first craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming winter 2016. Henson Brewing Company. Come as you are. Hi guys, you've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, real truth about women that'll change your life forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. 
never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM. Where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show. You're on with me, your host, Linda Gross. I uh, have a caller on the line. We're talking now to Avery from Portland. Welcome, Avery. Hey, welcome, Linda. How's it going? Awesome. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. So you oh, have no. a uh, double standard uh, issue for us? You know what? I think you kind of you kind of sort of covered it at the very uh, at the very last segment, but I think it's but I think it bears repeating. Um, well, actually, I, I, have an, I have another dynamic for it. Like Giselle Bündchen, uh, beautiful supermodel. Any, she's probably the highest paid and probably one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Right? Every time you see her, every time you see her, she's scantily clad. She's in bikinis. I mean, she has all sorts of provocative overtones to her look, right? So if I so much as comment and say, wow, she's beautiful, or if I, or if I drape her picture on my wall, or if I do something to the bask in the beauty of this woman, well, you know, I'm considered a pervert, I'm considered, you know, I'm considered a pig, I'm, I'm, I'm objectifying women, how could I do that? I mean, you know, you know, why isn't she covered up? Okay, pic- picture that same scenario with a woman... And you have a picture of, let's say, Channing Tatum or Shamar Moore, or you know, any of any of these gentlemen that have washboard abs, you know, and have those chiseled bodies. Suddenly, that's okay. Suddenly, it's not you know, it's it's not inappropriate to have pictures of of you know half naked men with their chests out and their and their and their you know well shaped formed abs and on display. Right. So I think I, I think that's another double standard that's uh, that pretty much shows itself often, as well as the fact that there's all this emphasis on body images. Like if you see a woman that's you know maybe not as shapely, that's that's more overweight, then and you tend to prefer the slimmer woman over the over the chubbier woman, then you're considered you know you're you know you're considered this evil being because. Hey, what about you know? All women are beautiful. What about this respect for body images? But I, I don't see the same dynamic for for men. I you know I, I rarely see women you know 
choose. I would I would say the more the 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 more agile uh, male figure over the you know over the, the more obese. If that makes any sense. Yeah, if the woman is unattractive or overweight, I think men are absolutely not allowed to talk about that. You're supposed to, you know, it's PC today that you have to accept all women. So come on down, the Amy Schumers in Vanity right. Fair posing nude and all this. And we're just supposed to, like, accept that. Um, or, or take it even a step further, the, the new SI model. Um, on the cover, I think they had to do three covers, right? They did a, a, a gorgeous swimsuit model, and then they did this this overweight model, and I think there was one other one too. But anyway, that, we're supposed to be all accepting that just because she's, you know, a hundred pounds or a hundred plus pounds overweight, that's supposed to be you're not supposed to say a word about it. And you know right. she has a gorgeous face and they good makeup and nice swimsuit, and you're just supposed to go along with it and like it. Crazy. Right, exactly. So I, I don't know why they have those, uh, you know, the, the plus-size women on the covers. I think it's to create a scandal, and same thing with Amy Schumer. It's to create a scandal, you know, yay to her PR team for getting her on the cover like that. I mean, getting her on the inside pages of Vanity Fair. I think it's a publicity stunt just to get your name in the news. You know, they say... Um, you know, bad news, bad news is always good publicity. So, you know, because it gets people talking, but, you know, it gets people talking, you know, to what end? <laughs> Unfortunately, doesn't yeah. help the public, doesn't help the male public who's going to look at this stuff. And remember the, uh, do you remember the Dove promotion from years ago? I think it, it's amazing how times have changed because when they, um, when I used to live in Chicago, there was, um, they they asked some of the men in um, in the Chicago Sun Times. They were asking some of the men, "What did they think of these, you know, real looking, you know, these real looking models that they use for the dub display?" And about, I would say about ninety percent of the men that were interviewed said they preferred the. Well, the the question was, did they prefer the traditional supermodel image or did they prefer those real women? And I think ninety eight percent of the men said they they preferred. The supermodel image. They 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 preferred the, you know, they they preferred the slimmer women as opposed to the, you know, the, the chubbier or the, you know, not so attractive women, not as attractive women, I should say. They didn't want to see the gravity and all the lines and that sort of thing. And then we fast forward today, and I see more men saying, and I think it's mainly because of this whole PC movement today that, hey, wait a minute, the the I, I like the heavier chick. Oh, the chubbier ones. Oh, there's more meat on the bone. I think it's I think it's odd how that's how that changed so much today. Yeah, I think so too. You you think they're just saying that to get along and go along, but they don't really the men don't really mean it. They don't they they would much prefer to have a slender woman, but maybe socioeconomically they can't afford it or maybe there's self-worth issues or whatever it is and they just are saying that they go after the chubbies but really they don't want that either? I'm thinking so. I'm thinking, well, I'm thinking some really do mean what they're saying because of, you know, because of the, uh, I guess, the peer pressure of, you know, society today to, you know, accept that, you know, well, these, these women are just as beautiful too. But I think that's ingrained in their minds to where, to the extent that they're, they say, well, if I don't go along with this, I'm going to be considered, you know, I'm, 
I'm going to be considered the oddball. Right. Right. Um, by the way, there's a caller who's calling me on the Skype call. Um, if you could kindly hit group call, um, that that will get us connected to this already uh, to this already ongoing group uh, Skype transmission here. So, in other words, don't dial me individually. Hit the group call button. Um, otherwise, I'll have you call in on the phone line in a few minutes. But I do see you. Um, maybe go on Facebook and tell me who you are. So. I know who to expect. Okay. All right. So, um, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I don't know where you find women that are okay with men evaluating other women. I mean, my husband and I just sort of make a game out of it. It's like super fun. We go to a restaurant or a public place and we're both like, you know, having fun with it. It's like, wow, look at this attractive woman or wow, look at those pants that she's wearing or that dress that she's wearing. And we, you know, I don't take personal offense to it. He's going home with me. I mean, it's, you know, I think a lot of times the the women think that he's going to go, you know, go home with, um, he's going to go home with the person that he's looking at where, right. you know, that's, that's not the case at all. You know, it's just a fun game. And, and unfortunately, there's so many more beautiful women that we comment on. It's probably one out of a hundred. There's a good looking guy that comes around and I'll say, oh, you know, look at that guy, you know. And then I'll make my comments, you know, to him. But, you know, it's kind of like lopsided because for every 99 great-looking women we see, it's only like one out of 100 that, that I point out to him in the other direction that there's a really good-looking guy coming this direction. I think a lot of women are taught to be insecure about their looks, too, and insecure, insecure about their relationships. Yes. I, I, think that, I, think that, I think women are... Yes, I guess I I want to say they're never satisfied, but I don't know if that's the right if if that's the right thought. Uh, I think they I think they always feel that there's fairly, more that they can do. I think it's hmm? uh, fairly accurate. You know, I mean, we women have such you know self-esteem problems and self-image problems, and you know, there's really one of the best ways to get over that is to have a strong dad who validates who she is for you know for what she is on the inside as well as on the outside. So I think a lot of young women today, you know, didn't have that, you know, strong role model, and right. they don't really know their place. They're sort of like, you know, insecure in so many ways, and they take that insecurity out on the boyfriend or on the husband. So I think that's kind of where it comes from. I mean, I had a really strong dad, so, you know, if you and I were dating or something like that, and you want to look at the girl, you know, over at the next table, I'm on board. I'm right there with you. I, I'm like, you know, helping you evaluate. I mean, I, I don't see it as a threat in any way, shape, or form, but people tell me, you know, I'm unusual that way, that that's not how most girls take it. It's been my experience. <laughs> <laughs> So do you have any other uh, double standards other than other than the the attractiveness issue commenting on attractive women? Hmm. I think you pretty much covered most of them. Like there's like um, obviously the uh the the assault one is is a strong one too. I mean, it's okay for a woman to hit a man at will and and she gets basically if if she gets uh you know, if she gets uh, punished for it at all, she basically gets a slap on her wrist, but a man can, 
she can just simply accuse a man of, of hitting him, and, you know, he's basically it's a criminal sin against the woman, you know. It's, I mean, yeah, but I did talk about that at the uh, at the top of the show that, you know, she doesn't even have to have an altercation. She could just lie and say, say there is an altercation, and most of the time, I guess the police will take, uh, you know, take the man to jail. So I, I don't know how a guy is supposed to prevent that. What are you supposed to do, have security cams in all around your house to prove otherwise? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't come to that from the way from the way it looks sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's, uh, you know, it's getting to be a very matriarchal uh, society where everything is pro-women and the guys are just, you know, S out of luck, I guess. Well, how, how about this one, too? The, you know, all with, with, the, uh, with the legalities of it aside, how about the idea that if a young boy has an affair with his teacher? Most yeah, women... Yeah, I, I talked about it the other way around, where the, the teacher, the female teacher, is having, uh, you know, an affair with, with one of her students, male students. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, I know these cases are are new in the news. They've only been around for a few years. But, you know, in the beginning when it happened, I mean, she just pretty much got a slap on the wrist and went back to work on Monday. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it was, it took until that very famous case. Her name is slipping my mind. Uh, there was one case where she did have to go to jail. And she got the, the out of one, jail and popped out another kid with that same guy who, you know, was several years later. I think she served maybe five or six years in jail, and she went back to that same guy and um, had another kid with him. I think that's the, the one that uh, the, that uh, that's married to the Asian kid, right? Well, he's yes. not a kid anymore, obviously, but yes. but at that time, I, I, I remember that case. It was high profile, and I think they're still married. Yeah, I think they finally did get married. I think they finally did. I think the second kid, he was still underage. I think he was still under uh, 18 years old. Mm -hmm. So I think the first one happened when he was maybe like 12 or 13 or something like that. And then she served some time. And, you know, um, shortly after her release, they hooked up again. He was still underage. She didn't learn a darn thing, I guess. And... um, I think you know. Here it is, many years later, and I think they're they're they are married now. Well, what, another thing I was going to mention, though, was that a lot of times when things like that happen, if if it's the boys' experience, you know, a lot of a lot of dads would you know pat the pat the boy on the back and say, "Hey, well, at least it used to be like that before it became more high profile. Hey, it's a life experience. You know, hey, you've had your first time. Great." Whereas moms will be more outraged by it. Whereas if, if the shoe was on the other foot, if it was like, say, you know, the girl's, uh, you know, male swim coach, for example, that, you know, that, that has a sexual affair with, with the young daughter, then, you know, he's this pedophile. He's this great evil being. I mean, it, it's been like that for forever. That, the, you know, it's considered perverted for a male to do something like that. But for up until maybe a few years ago when... Uh, when a woman does something like that, it's considered well. You know, the woman is a you know is a, is a whore, but the but the young boy, you know, that's his life experience. Hey, he's had his first time. He's growing up. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, 
Yeah, it definitely is a double standard. Have you had the one where you're taking a girl out on a date or something like this, and you know, from her point of view, she thinks maybe the guy pays, and from her point of view, she thinks, you know, we're not even dating. Who are you? Like, it doesn't mean anything to me. She almost has like a sense of entitlement that she's that you're going to wine her and dine her and pay for it. And on her end, she's at the other extreme. Like, what are you talking about? This is we're not even dating. We're not even a couple. How do you react to uh, things like that? So in other words, so in other words, she's uh, she just considers you a friend, but then when you start paying, she's like, "What gives?" Or am I understanding it right? Well, there's a sense of entitlement that, of course, the guy should pay. You know, and meanwhile, the guy is thinking, you know, I'm not paying for my health. I'm paying because eventually, you know, down the line, whether it's today, tomorrow, or months from now, I'm there is some sort of expectation of an exchange of sex, perhaps. So, you know, from her end, she's thinking, you know, she's entitled to be wined and dined. Oh, that's pretty much every. <laughs> that's just about every <laughs> woman I've dated, pretty much. <laughs> I would say about ninety percent of the women I've dated had that expectation at first. I, I guess I guess I'm partly at fault because I, you know, traditionally I've always felt that it's the male, you know, it's actually the male pays, you know, at least on the first date, you know. But down the line, I think, you know, as you get, you know, more into the woman, and I know some guys will probably agree with me and say, well, she should pay too. But you know, and I think on the first couple of dates, it's customary for, you know, for a man to pay, but. But then later down the line, then, you know, I think she should every now and then pay, you know, pay for you. I think it should be half to you the more you deepen into the relationship. Um, mm -hmm. I know there are some guys out there that's going, that, that's going, no, she should pay, you know, first date, you know. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a, a quick break here, and uh, we'll, Avery, you're welcome to stay on or hop off, whatever you choose. Okay. Would you like Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. You're currently listening to The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Um, I'm your host, Linda Gross, and uh, uh, we'll be uh, looking forward to your phone calls right after the break. We're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, let's talk about the Army. What happens when um, a female decides to go into the military versus a male going into the military? Are they treated differently? Should they be treated differently? Okay. We'll talk about hey guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The law offices of Michael W. Brown gives the right answer for you, not just the legal answer. Initial consultations are always free. Save this number now, 949-636-8128. That's the law offices of Michael W. Brown, 949-636-8128. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Um, we are talking today about double standards. Why is it um, certain items, certain behaviors are good for her, but it's not good for the guy? And sometimes, you know, the the standard of uh, the standard is like complete opposites, like 180 degree opposites. All right, so we're going to continue that conversation in just a moment. Oh, um, Avery and I were talking about the teacher who finally did go to jail, uh, Mary Kay Letourneau, my engineer tells me. That's who that was. <laughs> All right. So um, <clears throat> I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, upcoming uh, in the month of April, I'm going to be at the L.A. Times Festival of Books. Come visit me. I will be there um, all weekend long, um, April 9th and 10th from 10 to 5, and it's booth number 381. Uh, that would be uh, the L.A. Times Festival of Books, uh, April 8th. I'm sorry, April 9th and 10th from 10 to 5, booth 381. So if you've already bought a book from me, Mastering Women, please bring it. I'll be happy to sign it. And if you haven't, um, come by, drop by the booth for a chat and a book, and I'll sign your book then. Okay. So, um, okay, Brett, I don't know if you can get Ernie on. He's saying that it's not, it's no longer ringing on his end. But I'm on, I'm on now, Linda. Can you hear me? Oh, there you are. Okay. Hi, Ernie. How are you? I'm fine. Well, I'm actually out of breath. I'm detailing my Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing to do. Yeah. Uh, so, so I actually um, talked about one of uh, I think your items there. Which one? To, oh, yeah, I I talked about your your wife, the one that was treating. You know, when you met her, she was one way, she was all sweet and nice, and then you know she went in the other direction after you met her. Yeah, after we got married. Oh my God, she started treating me more like her son, and her son more like a husband, and. She was listening to her son and not me. Oh, my gosh. That was a horrible nightmare. Let me tell you. I know. I had I to get told, out of I that I told marriage. our listeners that we kind of heard the whole story of the very first show that I did, and you were you were my very first uh, call-in guest, so I appreciate that. So they can go back uh, to June 2015 and hear the story. Do you have any other issues, double standard issues, that you want to bring up today? Uh, you know, I had a fiancé once who was trying to get me to sign a prenup where I was she wanted me to relinquish my my rental properties to her wow yeah and but at the same time she was saying well I'm going to sign all over my property to my children so when they die they can inherit everything i said okay well what's going to happen with my property then? she goes well when i die they're going to they're going to get it i said well what about my kids they should be receiving my property, not your kids. She right. goes, oh, no. No, once you sign that over to me, 
I can do whatever I want with it. I'm going to give it to my kids. So it's the old what's mine is mine and what is yours is mine as well. <laughs> exactly. My gosh, I don't know what it is. I always team up with these girls who, I don't know what, where, how they have their heads screwed on. Wow. But, do, Avery, do you have that experience too where girls just assume that whatever your property is, and it doesn't have to be real estate, but any type of property, they assume that it now belongs to them? Um, more so when they when they get deeper into the relationship. I mean, it it seems like once they once they kind of get in with you. I mean, I've never been been married, but just you know, just just based on like uh, you know, like civil relationships, it seems like once the girl gets more into you, is more attached to you, and you spend more time with her, she feels she just takes you know more liberties. I mean, she feels automatically. I mean, everything you know, everything that's yours is hers. But conversely, she's some women are a little bit more um, they're more possessive of their own their own items, if you know what I mean. Like like she feels she has every right to spend your money, for example, but you better not touch hers, you know. I've I've had that experience a couple of times and I've noticed there there's some women that have that 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 have um that attitude and yeah, that's a <laughs> that's another that's another, another frustrating story. double yeah. yeah. Another common one that I see, it could be your apartment, meaning the guy's apartment, and you know, from date one or date two, she automatically assumes that that bathroom is hers or that uh-huh. that room is hers for that matter and she starts rearranging things or oh, you know I don't like this blanket or I don't like that pillow or like whatever oh, it is. she oh, automatically it's not that. even her apartment it's your apartment no she no 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 assumes that she just has free reign to do whatever she wants no <laughs> <laughs> that would, would now that, that no that would that's her that control would, issue I would say that would piss me off I no <laughs> Avery, I don't know if you're walking around, but it's kind of a little bit difficult to hear you. Your voice is going in and out. Oh, I'm sorry. Or maybe it's Ernie. Ernie, are you walking around? Uh, I was. Oh, okay. Not now. <laughs> you better put that Mustang on hold there. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, you were talking about double standards earlier, too. I, yeah. I missed part of the show because I was trying to get on. Um I think, uh, you know, I, I had a, a girlfriend who would go through my phone and she said, who are all these girls? I said, that's the mother Uh-oh. of my kids. She goes, yeah, I don't want you having any girls on your phone. Why do you have these people on your phone? And, and she literally went through my phone and erased all females from my phone. But yet on her phone, she had all these guy friends on there. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and they would call her. Oh, but it, that was okay. They're just friends. Right. Right, that's that. That one bugs me a lot too because, uh, you know, she's she's lining up these men for the future. So when you know it doesn't go well with you, she can run to somebody else. And that's just what she did. And sometimes they're an ex-boyfriend. Sometimes they're an ex in some way, and sometimes they're not an ex. Sometimes they're a future person. Like yeah, well, she met this guy at the restaurant or whatever, and oh, she, he's kind of cute. She didn't do anything with him at the time but she's like collecting names and numbers for future use yes you know i'm pretty suspicious of women that have a lot of guy friends and they and especially the ones that say they don't get along with girls and they have virtually mm-hmm. no girlfriends but they have they have 
like a plethora of guy friends. That is a red flag to me. Yeah, very much. I agree. I agree. Now, what do you think about um, the the military situation where, you know, some women will say, you know, I don't want to be on the front line or, you know, I don't want to do this job in the military or I don't want to do that job in the military. And people just pretty much leave them alone, whereas if a guy were to say that, I mean, he'd be labeled a, a traitor and, and worse. True. So well, meaning that, that women who are in typical male jobs, whether it be whether it be a fire fireman or something like that, you know, they're in that line of work maybe because they get good pay and what have you. But once they're there, they don't want to pull their weight. Well, I wouldn't want to be beside a female that had that attitude because in, in a situation where it means life life or death, yeah. I, I don't want that type of partner next to me. No way. I'd rather have her put out in a desk job somewhere. Right, Save a life. exactly, because it puts your right. life in danger. Exactly. Exactly. All right. All right. That's a hard one. That's a hard one to battle because it's like it's a PC thing. You know, you you do want to cross the line and say something, but if you do, you're going to get in trouble with <laughs> HR or what have you. So it's a hard one to bring up. I, I guess you would have to. Oh, oh, I know how how to handle this. Um, our attorney, my sponsor, Michael Brown, said to bring in another male, um, whether it be a male boss or might be a male attorney that works for your firm, and use that as the third party to get your point across and you don't get in trouble uh, directly. Right. And they right. asked the male, how would they handle the situation? This male higher up than you, how would they handle the situation? All right, everybody, um, thank you for joining us today, uh, Avery and Ernie. Um, we look forward to your calls next week.